This podcast is made possible by the generosity of listeners and viewers like you. Kindly consider a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Links are in the details box. Any amount is appreciated. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle, The Beirut Banyan. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to stay updated with video releases, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. I'm Rani Shatar, and this is The Beirut Banyan. Years ago, and this is now going back to, this may be 15 years ago, I watched what I think was, at that time, an unusual situation, Nimr. Yeah. Nimr on stage at AUB. Okay. And one of those field day events, doing something that I think, he's not the first, but he pioneered something. He made it accessible, which has now become so standard in this country Stand-up. Yes. I did an episode with Nimr, actually. We talked about those years. And he talked about it in a way that he felt alone. Or at least he didn't have that warm community to fully stand by him. Now there's a, there's a healthy community here. So that's also, for me, it's nice to see this huge transition. Mm. There's a collective now of comedians that come together. It's, it's more of a, of a scene, Mm. More than a community, mm. yeah. We have we have tons of comedians now here in Lebanon. Uh, unfortunately, is male dominated. So if you're watching this episode and you think you're funny and you're a female, please come to the open mic nights. So we, we need like we have three or four female comics. And um, what what you said is true, yeah. So Nimr, when he started, he pioneered the fact that hey, what I'm doing here is called stand up comedy. Although people before him were doing stand-up comedy, but they didn't know it was called stand-up comedy. Right. So he just like defined what uh, what uh, we were doing. Yeah. And he started around 2005 or six. I'm I'm you can't date, but that's when I when I discovered Demir. Yeah. Because he opened for the Access of Evil comedy tour. Right. And uh, and then I learned all about his history, and uh, I became friends with him along the way. And so, I shared that I wanted to become a stand-up comedian one day, and he was like, he was super supportive on the phone. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> he never came to any any of the shows, so I have to say that. Um, <laughs> I just that's, outed that's him. Really funny. No, he, came, he came to one in Jamaica, which I bombed. So, ah. so I'm I'm not gonna mention that. So yeah, um, yeah. So we we had this discussion about stand-up, and I started stand-up when I was like 16 or 17 years old. In here in Jamaica, by the way. So the scene going back to 2006, 7, 8, I honestly can't remember which year I saw him either. Yeah. But I think it's at the beginning of his stand-up career. Yeah. And the way you're describing it, I think it's, it's better in that you're right. It's a scene less than a community. It's more a scene, less a community. But the scene is alive. Yeah. And that, I think, is remarkable. The last yeah. few years, it really took off. But if I could go back with you to watching someone like Nimid on stage... And I actually used to go to these Axis of Evil shows. Yeah, I think they were at Forum back then. Um, I don't really remember. I was I was underage to go to actually uh, go to yeah. them. <laughs> like I was fifteen or sixteen, and uh, they did. The, I think they did them in Casino du Liban. Was it Casino? Oh, Casino yeah. du Liban, I think. Yeah. 
because Forum is too big for them. Like I think they needed a thousand people th- to watch them. Forum we, has. I, like, I think one yeah. of them was at Forum. They did. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember. I'm sorry. But that kind of, let's say it's an unusual art form here, yep. 15, 16, 17 years ago, and your teenage years, looking at those kinds of people on stage, mm. if you could look back now, and what is, what is the draw for someone like you to think, you know what, that's the kind of career I'd like to have one day? Um, the, fa- the thing is, I wasn't inspired first from them. I was inspired because there was, so we had a TV network called Showtime, and now it's called OSN, I think. Yeah. And uh, they used to put, uh, they used to have Monday stand-up. So every Monday, it, they, they just showcase stand-up comedy on, on TV. And I used to watch them, and I used to watch them in secret, because like my father used to enter my room, and I'm like, no, I can't see, like, Martin Lawrence talking about nipples. And I was, like, 14 years old. So... <laughs> So uh, the first stand-up I saw was Chris Rock, and then Dana Carvey, and then and so on. And so I was like, I and I loved comedy because I thought comedy is a great weapon, a, a great peaceful weapon for change. And I, I was inspired from my father because when we used to have like fights every Sunday on stupid shit in the family, the big family, my father was the one who who threw one joke. Like it was, it decimated everything. Like and and people were laughing, and then they could carry on with their uh, with their lunch. I was like, I want to do that for my for my career for my whole life. And I discovered stand up, and I fell in love with with the freedom of it. So this is all by watching American comedians on yeah. TV. Yeah, it's not so much the infancy of the scene here. It's yeah. it's not. It's not the initial stand-up scene in Lebanon. It's more just seeing it on television. I don't think there was a stand-up scene here be, before 2019. Okay. Because we tried we tried as comics to come up with a scene. Yeah. And uh, the problem was that the audience here in Lebanon didn't have, like, the comedy culture. Like, for, before it was, yeah, I want to go watch Ronnie. Or I'm gonna, I'm, I want to go watch Maria. Now... Now I'm, we're super uh, glad and we're super happy that now we're in a time in Lebanon where people say, hey, let's go watch comedy on yeah. Thursday, especially with the comedy club nights, yeah. with the unannounced lineups yeah, yeah. that you see. So now it's a thing. Now it's people, like, let's go watch comedy. And then if, if the person I like is on the lineup, great. If he's not or she's not, still it's good. I, I watched eight stand-up comedians and I had drinks and I had food. You know, it's funny because you're seeing it on TV and you're drawn to it as a performer willing to make people laugh. Mm. The first stand-up experience I had, I was a teenager and I went to the Comedy Cellar in New York. And I think on stage, some of these famous acts were testing their material. So you could go into a club at night as a teenager and watch what would later become huge comedian stars. But I think the vulnerability is what got me. And okay. that I like watching people completely exposed. And it's not because I have sadistic tendencies. <laughs> but I actually... <laughs> I like that it's not because I have. It's not because I have, yeah. I'm not looking for anything demonic here. But yeah. I actually do like the, the going all the way to see how vulnerable art can be. And I'm not a comedian, but I can sense this is one of the most vulnerable 
art forms. It is. It is. Did any of that draw you in? That you thought yeah. of yourself? Yeah. So vulnerability uh, was something. It was. It was my, the, the the first thing I said was like freedom, and vulnerability is freedom. Like yeah, the fact that I am allowing myself to be vulnerable in, on stage in front of three hundred people in order to make them laugh, I think it's it's an amazing thing yeah. to do because. Stand-up is an art form. Let's not have this discussion because I hate when people say stand-up is not an art form. You're just going on stage and you're just saying jokes. No, 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 no. We struggle like artists. We have this, we have this, uh, how do you say it? As, as artists, uh, as, as comedians, we struggle to create jokes. We struggle to have the stories in order to, to, to make them into jokes. So it's there already. And, uh, so, and stand-up is a conversation. At least that's how I define it. It's not a performance. The monologue is a performance. The monologue, who's, who's a one-man show, already is a performance. Stand-up is not because we broke the barrier. We broke the fourth wall, let's call it this way. And we established that this is a conversation between us as comics and you as an audience. The, uh, the only difference is we get to say our part verbally and you get to say your part uh, by laughing by not laughing or by leaving the room. And this always happens. This always happens. People agree or disagree with us. With us. And that's the beauty of stand-up because it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation between comedians and artists. And that's how you see the evolution of a comedian because if you follow them, like I'm going to take myself as an example because yeah. um, I'm... Marhaba, Did they reserve or something? <laughs> he, he actually is one of the earlier guests. He's, yeah. Oh, he, he is. Oh, he is. I'm sorry, is, I, yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I apologize to him. <laughs> Who's he, by the way? Bashar Haidar. What did he do? He got in trouble recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we don't want there to know. There he is. Him. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> so, I, so I was saying, so the evolution. So I did a special before called Shashma. Yeah. And I started when I was a 28 or 29. So when I started Shashma, I wrote it for a half, for a year and a half. And I need to shout out, there's people here from Sidewalk Beirut, an open mic night that happens every, every Monday. Ryan and they're also here as well. Samir, so, yeah. yeah, so they allowed, allowed people, especially artists, to, to have five minutes on stage and to do whatever they want. Uh, I took this opportunity to test out my material in order to create Shashma. But, let, but before we, so yeah. let's say the earlier stage, because yeah. I'd like to see what can take a teenager Mm. Beyond appreciating the art form, but becoming, in a way, a professional mm. comedian, mm. you're you're young, yeah. and Chris Rock is on television. Yeah, a few years later, you're working with Salem Zatari. Yeah, it's a very short period of time. It is, and you're on CNN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those few years, yeah. is it that you don't find yourself wanting to do anything else? Is it is it the stage and the ability to have this kind of strength? What is it exactly that makes you want to become a comedian? It's I'm so I'm gonna compare it with anything that you're passionate about. Hmm. So you know that you're passionate about something when you leave it. And I left comedy for at least a year recently, and I talk about it in my new special, Ashtavzum. And the fact that you're broken without it is the fact that uh, 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 explains that. Okay, this is something that you really want to do. And my stand-up, I was on and off 
at some point because there wasn't a scene. There was no open mic nights. I couldn't test out material as, as a teenager and then I became in my 20s. There was nothing that helped stand-up become itself. There so, was, the, so the infrastructure wasn't no, no, there. No, no, there was no infrastructure. There yeah. was no open mic nights. I used to have... I, I was forced to do full-hour shows in order to test out material. And I used to, I, because people didn't come to, hey, come watch me test out material. They didn't come. And it was, and, uh, and they were free shows because I just wanted to do stand-up. And so, this, was in, this was in Jamaica? One of them, yeah. So yeah. I started here in a place called EM Chill, Electromechanique, yeah. back then. And I was, uh, and then I started touring. So I, I, I touring, but sorry, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Tamar Just touring, touring from between Hamra and, and Mar Mkhayel. Yeah, and my aunt's house. So, so it was like uh, three places. So I started doing shows. If you remember. Can you imagine the t-shirt, the merchandise, you know? I have, man. Hamra, Mar no, 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 but I, it's cringe because I used to call, <laughs> I used to call myself the doctor. Really? Okay, it's cringe. I talk about it in Shashma. I joke about it. I'm over this. But I used to <laughs> I used to have a smiley face with a stroscope on it because I'm the doctor of comedy. I need to cure people with laughter. So <laughs> I'm shit. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm over this. See, this is vulnerability. This is yeah. stand-up. So, but you're doing this without infrastructure. You're going to EM Chill. Yeah. I, I used to go to EM Chill. I never thought of a... Com- comedy act there just the venue you're just looking for places to do it stand-up is the cheapest art form you can ever have for a venue you only yeah. need a microphone and the stand that's it and your first time do you remember going on stage yeah i remember i had no facial hair because i was 50 16 this and is a question i would ask and i asked i asked this to john ashar as yeah. well who's now an established comedian yes the first act is probably the worst one and that you're probably ironically it, it was good <laughs> when, I, when i first the first show i've done that was good Oh. Because yeah, because I was, no one showed up. I started writing material because <laughs> well, since I was fifteen, I was super excited to get the opportunity, and I met someone who's do who had a sketch troupe uh, that they do sketches live. So I I was like I begged him I wanted like ten minutes on stage before you and I can start and I don't want any money, and he was like okay fine you can come open for us. Yeah. Uh, so I opened for them and it went well. The second show I did I opened for them it was okay. The third show I got booed off stage. Which is, that's interesting. So that's the, the right so evolution, yeah. <laughs> it's unusual in that the, th- yeah. the third one is where you start bombing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but that feeling of getting no laughs, or let's say people leaving, Yeah. you make a decision, I guess, in that that's not going to d- deter, your, yeah. deter you from still wanting to do this as a profession. You know something? Every time we, we have open mic nights, and every time a new comic or new comedian comes to the open mic night, uh, they do well usually for the first time because they've been preparing for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. And they tested it on their friends and they tested it on their family and so on. So when they come to me, if they came to me and asked me for my opinion, I'll, I'll be like, I'm super glad that you had a great first set. I cannot wait for you to bomb next time. And they will look, look at me like, what? Yeah. Seriously, like you're talking to me? I'll, you'll understand when this happens. Yeah. And when this ha- because... The moment that you bomb on stage for the first time and you get this awful feeling inside of you, this is when you decide, do I want to have a life when I'm going to feel this way all the time? If I'm sadistic enough like you, so <laughs> I will do it. Uh, so yeah, because bombing on stage is part of the process. At the Makbirat, like if Dave Chappelle bombed on stage and got booed off stage like two years ago, I don't know if you've seen it, YouTube it, it's there. And that's Dave Chappelle. 
So it happens because, but with time, um, you get more experience and you get more, uh, you, you learn the techniques more and you, you, you'll get better confidence on stage. And you decide if you want to be this guy who, uh, who when you're doing a bad job and somebody heckles, you reply or not. So it's with the process. Is it the strength you see in making people laugh that draws you into this career as a teenager? Because yeah. you're still very young. Yeah. You can do anything. I mean, it sounds like you're, you're able to do more than just comedy. Mm. You have filmmaking credentials too. Yeah. You're in production in a sense. You have, you're not limited to this profession, mm. but you decide to carry through it. Is it that you find the power of making someone laugh as an ultimate sort of pleasure? I mean, what, what, what is that reason that you decide that's it? I want to be a comedian. Um, I think it's the first laugh you get. The first laugh you get, it's very addictive. Mm. When you when you when people laugh at your jokes, even if when you're this is how you choose your friends, by the way. So you choose your friends because they're either funny, like first layer, and then the second layer because you relate to them, which is typically stand up. You need to be relatable and you need to be funny. That's there you go. So. Uh, and that's why people always like uh, expect from us that we're gonna be this this funny, like yeah. how, how we're on stage in life, which is not in my case. And <laughs> I'm not always funny in in, uh, in life. Um, so yeah, it, I was drawn by the power of making people laugh, and I was drawn by the power. Secondly, like with time, like okay, I can use this power in order to shift things, in order to change things. And that's what happened with CNN. CNN helped a lot of people change opinions with satire, with a lot of topics that happened in Lebanon. Let's get into CNN. So so you discover the the power that you have Mm. and that laughing is something. And you can perhaps have a career off of that. And then Salem Zatari sort of enters your world. I, I, I entered his actually. You, had, <laughs> you know actually, how? Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. So I was in. Uh, I I was abroad and I was like I had this shitty job abroad, which pays me a lot of money because it was in the Gulf. So what, what were you doing other than comedy? What was the... I studied filmmaking and I was working in filmmaking. Filmmaking. Like, I was working okay. on production sets yeah. and I was doing yeah. that, uh, which something I love as well. Like yeah. I want to become a full time filmmaker, but. Uh, it's a struggle. It's a mixture of both, which yeah. is great. But stand up has a great, a bigger place in my heart. Um, so I was, I was uh, abroad, and I wrote like a bit about. I, I'm not suicidal, but I wrote a bit about suicide and how you can't do it in Lebanon because of the shit. It was something satirical, because something. And I sent it to to Salam because I'm such a big fan to CNN. I sent it to Salam over Facebook Messenger, and his reply was, "Are you in Lebanon?" I was like, no, but I'm coming back in like two weeks. I'll, that's my number. Call me when you're here and uh, I need to talk to you. I was like. So you don't know okay. him before that? No, 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 no. We've never met. And this so, is 2012 or so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I called him right like the, the, the day I arrived to Lebanon. Yeah. I called him. I was like, yeah, I'm in Lebanon. Let's meet. What do you want me to do? What's the next step? I was like, yeah, come to Al Jadid and we'll talk. And first, he, he approached me to become uh, a reporter on TV. And I was like, I don't think 
now is the right time for me to do that. I'd love to, I want to definitely, but I don't think now is the right time for me to do that because I'd love to be a writer for Shiana. I'd love to learn the satire, the satirical part, because I looked up uh, to Salam and I looked up to Fuad and I looked up to whole, the whole team uh, about, about satire. And I wanted to learn satire before I do that. So just, just to interrupt, yeah. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you a it's lot. It's okay, though. it's okay. Because it's, it's a rich story. A, yeah. lot, a lot is happening fast. You're, you're drawn to the ability that Salam and Fuad had to change political opinion? Yeah. And that's from Dubai. You're watching CNN. No, I didn't say Dubai. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were abroad. Golf, golf. On the golf. golf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually funny. Yeah, we I, need to do shows abroad, so yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> In Abu Dhabi? <laughs> no, why do you need to know the location? Why is it important for the story now? <laughs> In Hamra, <laughs> you're watching. I was on the Falklands. <laughs> you were in the Falklands, yeah. <laughs> the Falklands. You're the only person I've ever heard refer to the Falklands. Yeah, the Madik Jabal Tariq. Is it the same, right? No, I think uh, yeah. I w- I'm watching The Crown, that's why. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so it's the Falklands. Yeah. It's Argentina, Britain, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have that, your explanation. I'm not bright. <laughs> so when you were a filmmaker in the Falklands. <laughs> yeah. You saw Salem being able to change opinion in politics. Yeah. And that's... And in social politics. Social politics. And especially in social politics. That's what drew you to him. Yeah, I was drawn to the whole show. Like, I knew it was a great collective of my... I knew it... The beauty of CNN, what, what you didn't see in other shows on TV, there was no individualism. We all, I knew that Salam was the creative director of it and, and the, the guy who had the concept of Shannon, but you don't see like Salam speaking about himself. Like it wasn't only Salam and it wasn't only Fuad and it, was only, it wasn't only uh, Wissam who's Abu Talal or it wasn't only uh, Al or It was a collective. It was a team of people who were trying to do satire in order uh, to create change in Lebanon and in the region. And, and they succeeded in multiple things. Uh, I, and by the way, and by the way, I have to mention it. Okay, I'm not gonna mention it because he yeah. asked me. No, no, he asked me to keep it to keep it a secret. I'm not gonna mention. It. I got excited because I love this guy, so I'm not gonna say it. He's a stand-up comedian. I'm not gonna mention this. So, um, sorry, it we can we can edit we can edit this out. Yes, yeah. okay. I'll tell you on the uh, in the break because you love you're gonna love the story. So um, I saw them as a wait let, for the edit. I saw them as a <laughs> see. This is the filmmaker in me. <laughs> <laughs> Such high standards. Yeah, here. so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit like I'm gonna have no one will ever, yeah, yeah exactly. the silence. Wait, hold on, no. Wait. Falklands, Falklands back. Ah, uh, funny <laughs> with some. Okay, so I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, I saw the. I love the collective work that they that they were doing, and I uh, I had the ambition to be to. I was I was aspiring to become a, one of them. Like I wanted to join this, whatever cost it, whatever it would took me in. But if I can throw it in a different way yeah. that, that's less vulnerable that's less individual which I think is exactly what stand-up is all about you're willing to go behind the scenes some, yeah. to some degree yeah. so do you think of it as I mean not to not to make it too romantic yeah. but are you dabbling with politics in your mind is that your political expression coming yeah. out through comedy yeah I'm, I'm not the best uh, political satirist in stand-up and I'm not the I don't have the the best knowledge in politics. I, I'm not very well opinionated in in politics. I don't. I'm this I'm learning with time, but I I know social politics. I know 
that man we don't have electricity we don't we we have a shitty government we have we have and we have so that's what i wanted to change and that's what i wanted to talk about in Xi'an and and uh, and with the team and the people behind the scene uh, are amazing like i have to mention like Tariq Ghayada was one of the main writers in uh, in Shannon. Ghina Hashisho. I don't know if you've seen. If, have you ever watched Shannon? By the way, as a collective. Okay. Have you ever? Do you remember when we we showed uh, a sketch? Like no, it's not, it was a parody. It's not in the parody. Sorry. We took uh, Emil Lahoud's interview and we turned it like he was talking about his romantic uh, night with a, with a guy. It was Ghina Hashisho. It was an edit an editor with Shannon, who worked with Shannon, and like a visual uh, artist, let's call her, who made this by herself. She wasn't asked to do that. And she, she we, we heard her laugh from like the fifth floor. And she was like, I did something. And she showed us, I was, she were like, okay, this is amazing. This is going on the episode. So we didn't have this, uh, like, uh, how do you say it? Like the, the system, like we, okay, we need to create this segment and then this segment. It was people pouring their hearts out in, for satire and they, have, they had a lot of IT ideas and Salam was the one who was like, okay, so we, we structured this. So mm. we put this here and we put this here. Oh, this worked with here. Do you think it worked? Yeah, it wasn't an individual thing, which that was the beauty of Shannon. And that was, that's why I always stay, say to, Shia, to Salam, please come back. Please, I know people are asking you to come back and to do to do Shannon again in another name. I don't give a fuck, but please come back. And he said, and he's he said he misses the team. I think those are the words he said here. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. he said it here. Like, yeah, it's yeah. in order to create a great show, he needs the team, and he mentions the team, and he mentioned that I was part of it. So, and I say that if Salam is watching uh, the episode, the team is here. I'm sure there's a lot of enthusiasts who wants to work with you as a satirist, as a chief satirist, you called him that. Yeah. So as a satirist and who wants to create change in Lebanon and in the region using using satire. We have all the equipment that we need. We have all the, the leverage that we want. We have the audience that wants to watch this. So this is, uh, how do you say it? Like, please come back, do satire because... Uh, you were great back then and you can be better now with your maturity now. You have maybe the strategic advantage yeah. in that you have the passion for stand-up anyway. Yeah, I guess Salam is more, I mean, because he's very talented at satire, but he's not a stand-up comedian. He's not. And he's maybe, I, I think, and I, I said this to him in the episode, that he's, even if he's divorced himself from TV, think he belongs there in a way i see him as that it's exactly what you said he's 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 the host of a show that revolves around comedy but he's not the chief comedian he's the chief satirist yeah and that's that's better actually exactly yeah and i agree he should be he should have that show in in a in any way but you you have the stand-up passion yeah so you stayed cnn until i guess cnn leaves to BBC, yeah, I left Shannon at least like month before they 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 lost the show in Al Jadid. Right. Um, I thought like after two years, I needed to venture into new. I don't know if you, a new outlet in order to create because let's face it, I've been doing stand up since I was seventeen, and it's not my full time job. I've never had it as a, my full time job. I cannot say that this is this mm. is what I do only. So I used to, I had to work 
multiple things and do stand up in order to maintain a good life financially and at the same time uh, to do to uh, go away with my passion go away with my passion is grammarly غلط لازم تصلح لي انت go away with my شو شو الجمله ساره شو go with my passion go with my passion what the fuck sorry is sponsored by grammarly anyway this is vulnerability yeah The chief grammar. The chief grammar, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the mascot of Duolingo next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Painted green. and You missed your... But that's that's actually, in a way, it's, your, it's to your advantage. You leave that type of work when the scene is starting here. Yeah. So that's really around the time where things like awkward, at least the ideas are there. Yeah. And they're beginning. Is that when you decided that I'm going to stick to stand-up? Yeah. Because I don't think of you as a satirist now. I'm still not full-time stand-up, you mean. And you're not still, yeah, yeah, exactly. So is that when you're, in a way, you go back to your comfort zone, which is yeah. doing an act? And those years when Awkward is beginning and the scene is beginning, yeah. I've, I mean, I remember it as being, in a way, it's there's an innocence there too. Mm. Now it's become an established institution. You can go to Ked and watch Awkward yeah. Nights. Yeah. I've been to Awkwardness at Berzach. You've been? And uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I went uh, two weeks ago. Okay, awesome. And, and there's always an audience. There's always a team. There's a lineup. Yeah. That's now. Going back in time, can you take me back to the beginning of that kind of scene? With Awkward? Yeah, with Awkward and also with your own sort of okay, so own career. In, in, my, in, my personal, like, in my case, as I said before, In order for me to test out my material, in order for me to uh, to become a stand-up comedian, I was forced to do full shows, an hour show, in order to test out material with untested jokes. And at some point, I was fed up. I said, that's not the case. I'm not going to do this anymore because people are not... Like, I used to have three people in front of me and four people and five people um, in, in a full-on show. So what I started to do is I started crashing places. I started crashing pubs that had microphones and I started asking them like, okay, I know you have a happy hour here. I'm a stand-up comedian. I tell them my story and I'm, I just need 10 minutes. That, can I have 10 minutes on stage in order to test out my material? Most of them say no, said, said no, which is the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> some people were, were uh, how do you say it? Like, okay, try it. Like I did the first time I did it, you remember there's a place in Hamra called Loft 21. Yeah. So yeah. Th- this was yeah. So this I entered this place and there was a networking event. They had this. Uh, my name is uh, Hafiz, and um, and they were like just talking. And I asked the owner, "Can I do this?" And he was like, "Free show? Shit, yeah." <laughs> so I took. So the, still free. In other words, it's just literally testing. Ten minutes. You're just looking for an yeah, audience. Yeah, I just need some audience, please, and a microphone just to test out my material in order to create a a fine show in order to actually produce one. Yeah. So um, I used to do that. And then the, and this translated two years after into a show that I did on YouTube called Crash the Mic, which we added the, the speaker uh, element right. that I used to go. And it did, uh, all the if you've seen the episode on, uh, episodes of you, or you're going to watch the episodes, all the five episodes were real interactions. Like I've, I went into the actual, actual place and with the speaker and people didn't know, like I was doing stand-up on the spot and this is what happened and literally after crash the mic in like a year 
uh, I was contacted by uh, by one of the founders of Awkward. Uh, his name is Danny. And he was like, let's have a meeting. Can you remind me, Awkward officially starts which year? Is it, it Awkward to... anniversary is on the 27th of February, 2018. Well, that, that's the first day. The first show ever. That first was, show. That was a, a... But you're, in a way, it's all leading up to that kind of... Comment. I was dreaming of please let's have a scene. I, yeah. I wanted to have this community of comedians where we're every, everybody is equal with each other. We're all coming for the same purpose and the same and one purpose only. Because, you know, back then there was some comedians and they didn't last, by the way, uh, because of the ego and the, because of the, the not knowing or not loving the culture of comedy. They were like, they were like no, I need to get paid more or I need to get, uh, be, uh, be last on stage or something. It was fucked up. So we didn't have the comedy scene. What Awkward did, which was, we're so grateful for that, is that they just told comedians, like, this is a stage for you to come to perform. Hmm. And uh, this is a community and everybody is equal here. And and we addressed this, like, beautifully. Every, I went there, not as a, as a comedian who's done, like, nine years of stand-up before. Of, I, I went there as if, oh, this is my first day in stand-up. You know, as if I was playing, I was a, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing football uh, under your uh, house. Now I'm playing in the big leagues. Now I'm doing stand up. I'm doing actual stand up. So I, as, as a stand up comedian who's starting from scratch. And I met all the new comics as if I am starting. So those 10 years that you're doing it largely on your own. I mean, you're going yeah. from bar to bar. Yeah. From EM Chill all the way to Loft. Yeah. I mean, you're you're searching for an audience. Yeah. You you have other comedians doing this too. No. No. No, 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 no. I was the only one who's doing full-time, sh- sh- full-hour shows. Like, you had a tru- a group called, or a troupe called uh, Liao, Reasons to Laugh Your Asses Off. Uh, there were four comics. One of them is still doing improv comedy uh, with Akaba Quickies. His name was Tony Dagher. Is Tony Dagger, Mad Mamet. I sent him a message. I told him, This is exclusively, we're going to speak exclusively in English. And he said, I'm going to speak I was like, No, no. We had Liao, so they used to do 15 minutes uh, performances each. And they had a show in Babel Theater. And they had, mm. if you remember Babel yes, Theater. Of course, yeah. So we, we had those. And we had. Uh, do we call them lineups? I don't know. I don't remember. Like they used to like jam a few comedians and let's do this show. And then the ego happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then So nobody had nobody, sorry. A lot of people didn't have the no is it worth it? Fuck it. So the, let's say the, the crowd that we think of today as established comics. Yeah. And these, a lot of them are, they're also friends. I mean, they're yeah. people we know. You would consider yourself the only one that was doing a full act? I was, I, I had, that's why when I, when, before we did the, the episode, we started recording, you asked me, this is your, this is your first special, Ashtaf Zoom, the, the, that's coming in 28 December. I told you, no, in quantity, it's my fifth, but in quality, it's my second. Because the first three, for me, they were shit. I was trying to tell, do them in front of, in front of audiences that with untested material, so I don't consider them as specials anymore. I don't. Yeah. I don't. They were tests. They were tryouts for me in order for me to do Shashma, the first special, 
right. in quality. And now Ashtov Zoom in second uh, as a second special. So the way you're describing it, it seems like it's a decade of hard work that gets you to do your first special. Yeah. So it takes 10 years mm. for you pushing people to let you go on stage, mm. even if it could be in front of five people, it doesn't and matter. Now it's not the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those initial 10 years yeah. where you become, in a way, you, you've honed your craft. Yeah. Then Awkward opens. Yeah. And there's a scene, finally. Yeah. If I remember right, the scene is beginning to grow and grow and grow, and then suddenly everything changes. Many yeah. things happen at once. First, October 17 changes things forever. Exactly. Corona takes yeah. everyone home. So you, I mean, it's the worst thing, I think, for a comic mm. in that you have to try to make people laugh only on social we, media. We did a couple of Zoom shows. It's terrible, right? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I don't know how I agreed to that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I've done shows that were like, when I was starting out, hmm. this was the most simulating show I've done. <laughs> you doing your, your set and the build up and then when yeah. when you're, you're reaching the punchline and you're like yeah so yeah <laughs> and people like raising hands on Zoom or something to laugh I don't know yeah, it was you, weird you, as fuck. you can't hear the audience laughing you wouldn't know if it's landing or not no you can see them and you and we, we as comics know if you're fake laughing yeah, yeah, yeah so if we can't hear you and you're like it's not satisfying. Of course. <laughs> we don't know if you're laughing or not. We... But it's it's interesting that this infrastructure rides out the yeah. whole wave that we've been going through. Mm. And I mean, 2023, Lebanon is going through one of its darkest chapters. Mm. You can still go to a comedy show every week. Yeah. And it's usually full, which I think is... Hopefully. I, the times I've been, and the times I've seen you actually... It's always been nearly a full house, if not a full house. Mm. That includes awkwardness, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah, that, That's literally first-timers or second-timers. Not, not, uh, not first-timers. Not just first-timers. Like We as established comedians, um, we go on... The, we, we can't wait. We fight for the spots. <laughs> we, we need the spots in order yeah. to test out material. And we bomb as fuck. Especially in Barzakh. So <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he's laughing because he's what, he, he, he knows the struggle of Barzakh because it's such a, it's a weird room. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, so we, we go on, we go uh, to open mic nights in order to sell material. We, we ask for, like I asked Jad because Jad has an open mic night called Mawaf Amume. Uh, or Mawaf now it's called Mawaf. Yeah, Mawaf. Uh, so he's a comedian with another comedian called Ali Bahlo, uh, who created this because they needed spots and they were like, okay, let's create a new uh, open mic night. And we were like, yes, do that. You handle the organization, we'll, go, we'll come for the spots. So I asked him yesterday, I, st- I sent him a text, like, uh, do you have an open mic night tonight? He was like, no. I was like, fuck. I got angry. He was like, why? I was like, I had this one joke I need to test. <laughs> like, so we, we're eager for open mic nights in order to test out material, in order to, for us to do them in our comedy club nights or in showcases or in our upcoming specials. So uh, that answered the question. I don't know. Well, you know, I was wondering why you think the nascent infrastructure survives and it's still growing mm. why you think that this kind of art form is is sticking because it's the way you're describing it is that it's a struggle it's a build up mm. and then finally it takes off mm. and the country 
collapses, but it's still succeeding. Even to the point you see awkward going to the Gulf sometimes, yeah. not to name the cities. Yeah, but you it, can name this now. That <laughs> I can do. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're so, doing something good actually. <laughs> okay. The Falklands, the Falklands, <laughs> Falklands. Yeah. yeah. But it it's working. Where do you? How would you give credit to that? Is it that you're just everyone's committed to the art form? Yeah, and that you discovered over time there is an audience that's interested. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it on myself and how how I see the process, uh, how I treat stand up, and it's on itself. So stand up is a vicious circle, which we enjoy to put ourselves in, which is you write your material, you test them out, they work. You do them in comedy club night, and and with time you're doing more material and you're testing testing more, and then you do your showcase, and people are coming to the showcase, which is great, and then now you have an hour. And you right. test this hour yeah. again and again and again in order to have the right structure. And then you launch the hour. Once you launch the hour, you go back to writing jokes and, do, and testing material and doing... So it's a vicious circle. You're always doing that. Circle, but it seems like that's the process you need to make this sustainable. That people are yeah. going to see you test and then eventually to watch what is this special. Yeah, to see the, uh, the final product, that how it helped. Because right. that's the difference, because... People watch us in comedy club nights and then they watch our specials and they're like, yeah, but I saw these jokes. Yeah, but you didn't see the structure. Yeah. That's what we're working on, especially when we're working on specials. Um, when when you've seen my jokes on, in comedy club nights, they're singular jokes that has meaning by its own. But in my special, especially in the upcoming special, Ashtof of Zoom, you can clearly see that there's a st- structured uh, set, an hour and five minutes of you watching the whole story that I want to tell you and me telling you uh, messages. I, I hate when artists say, I'm going to But no, there's something that I want, you to, I want to say to you in order to um, pioneered in that. Especially when we're talking about uh, sectarianism. We did documentaries called Shiannan the Edge and Shiannan the, the Fall. And it's all, it was all about when Asir, Ahmed Asir was mm, there. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we spoke about if all uh, religions here in Lebanon are trying to have uh, their power here in Lebanon and how they're using religion in order for corruption. We got messages, and I am the proud owner of, this, of these messages because I was also an online producer on CNN from people who, to, who wrote to us and told us. So Anna Farjet had documentary to my mom, who is very matasbe, and she was like, oh, shit. And now she's different, which was like, okay, we reached our point. That's what we want. We want to show that كل التفكير القديم that led us to civil war, that led us to post-civil war, that led us to government corruption and mahsubiyat and wasta and so on and so on. It's stupid. Like it's, let's let's show you with satire so without a show like BBC yeah. today, and Salem does his own thing now, which is different than, yeah. I think, that kind of expression, everything is changing in this country fast. Mm. 
And expression in itself, its limitations are being drawn slowly. And in the last few years, there's been censorship to a degree, or at least curtailment. Censorship on whom? You've seen comedians getting in trouble sometimes. Ah, okay. Censorship not in the, not not societal censorship, more like Noor Hajjar, for example, getting summoned. Yeah. Or for that matter, sometimes comics testing the limits. Yeah. But Sorry. you've seen you've seen us after when Noor got summoned. Yeah, exactly. So I want to go there. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, a few months ago, I, I sat with John Ashar, yeah. and we talked about what what could be red lines. And I'm sure every comic has their own uh, red line, and they don't always line up at the same time. But there's certain, I think there's certain boundaries some comics draw, and then others say it's an open uh, field regardless. This is how it should be. Not not because sorry I'm, I'm I need yeah. to just to emphasize on the 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 red lines, okay. Let's let's say before we did our specials or we did before we did our shows, the comic went on stage and said hi. The show didn't start yet. There's some people like they're gonna give you some paper and please read, write your red lines on them, so I won't speak about them. Subhanallah. <laughs> What's what do I still have to talk about? It's not about. Yeah, because we you spoke about uh, cancel culture with uh, with Salam and about not yeah. having. Uh, I don't. I didn't agree with Salam when when he was like, nothing. We can't. We can't joke about anything anymore. No, it's not about that. And I told him this uh, after the, the the episode. It's about intent, and it's about how and the reasoning why you're why you're joking about this. I did a joke about the explosion, uh, the four August explosion. Yeah, after like a few months of it. And you can see how it was accepted by everybody because the re- reasoning and the intent of it is clear. So what I say, I'm going to say it because I'm, I'm please on the YouTube channel. I'm not going to go this sponsored. Uh, uh, it was so. I'm going to say it in Arabic. I'm sorry. Uh, انه انت على 20 بتكون بدك تغير العالم بدك تكسر الدنيا وايه انا انا هو اللي بده يغير العالم على 21 سنه تاكد ان دوري نكتك ما فيك تعمل شيء لا يا ريش مسيب هذا الصوت لا على كل شيء بتضلك تقولها هيك سو ست تقول انه هيتا نروح نصفط على الدوره لا يا ريش مسيب هيتا نروح نعمل شيء لا يا ريش مسيب هيتا نحط نيترات امونيوم بنص البور لا يا ريش مسيب ذات واز ذا جوك And it it got a laugh and uh, يعني, people that for command يعني هن لا ما بعرف ليه بس أنا أبدًا 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 That doesn't offend anybody. That and how do I? And I was so proud of this comment. I was like, "Hey, yeah. yeah. So the reasoning it's it's when you're creating a joke is that that's why I when I discuss jokes with anybody any any other comics I was like, okay, so why you're saying this joke? What do you want to say with it? Why you're dealing with it? Why you're using this word in order to do it? And when you find the why, when you find the reasoning, and when you find the intent. You have a great set and you have... It's not about not offending anybody. People will be offended by anything. That's why the people dislike puppy videos on YouTube. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'll give you an example that I had with John Asher because we yeah. were talking about 
the option for the audience to leave yeah. if they feel that it's offending them. Yeah. We talked about, actually we talked about Shadon. Shadon, yeah. yeah. And I, I was at one of her shows, and then yeah. I think this happens to her all the time. Yeah. She will go very far with her material. Yeah. I personally like that. Yeah. I like to see how far you can go. I think most of people who come to, to uh, who go to her shows are because they like how she is, uh, how she's like, like they, they like how she's uh, uh, outspoken and how she's careless about, like she's not, in, okay, I'm going to say, okay, say, okay, no, she's like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm not going to say this, I'm not going to fine, but she's not in the world, she actually listens to people, yeah, I think that's, every comedian, every stand-up has to take that into consideration, I think there's an alarm going off, right? Already can have a sarah on the car, but ما بينسرق لك لونه. Is it yours? No, no. You're gonna move the motorcycle? ما مين وقت تحكي؟ بعد هو بده يسرقوا له الموتو. بتحلت هو ماتير مدر عرفت كيف بتحطه على the Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda. شو عم بيصير معي اليوم؟ ما عم بفهم أنا Bermuda. I, I watched Shadon go as far as she could and probably testing material. I don't yeah. think she has everything ready all the time. She's a comic working. Yeah. And I saw people leave hmm? in the middle of the show. That's good. I thought that was the right way to handle it. Yeah. There's no heckling. Yeah. Which I think is a, the, the worst way to express yourself in front of a comic is to start shouting at them. Hmm. That I think sets the, it changes the tone for everything. They walked out. Mm. I think that is the kind of red line, if you will, that's mm. okay. What? John Asher actually approached it from a different side. Mm. And he suggested there are certain topics that may be too fragile, mm. that may be too vulnerable mm. to explore on stage. And it may not be what you would think they are, mm. but you kind of discover them all along the way. Personally, I lean toward to what you say, mm. which is you should be able to laugh about anything. Mm. But I don't know if that lands all the time with the audience. So how do you navigate that? If you see people leaving, mm. walking out, do you begin to censor your act? No. No. Mm. So are you looking for the audience that adjusts themselves to what you're saying? No, it's akrahshi, for me at least, that an artist... الجمهور عاوز كده هيك بده الجمهور هيك تعامل الشغله واي ماي يو ار جوينج تو ا كوميديان يو ار تشوزينج تو جو تو واتش ذس كوميديان بيكوز يو ريليت تو ذيم ذا موست مش بس هيك بيكوز يو انجوي اند يو وونت تو ليسن تو ذير اوبينيونز اند يو وونت تو نو وات ذي ار توكينج اباوت اند يو وونت تو اكسبيرينس ذس يمكن مع الوقت بطل تحبهم فاين ذاتس فاين يمكن مع الوقت تحبهم اكثر ذاتس اولسو فاين سو Then, uh, how, then, sorry, how do you then go into the fragile stuff? For example, violence, violence. or war. Yeah. The last time we saw each other, you kind of, it was, I think, during Salem Zatari's episode, you mentioned to me a joke that you were testing, mm. but it was a, at the beginning of the Hamas-Israel disaster in Gaza, but you were testing a joke. Mm. I don't know if you remember the joke you told me. Uh, when I when I spoke about the paragliding, yes, exactly, yeah. and it was just maybe days after it began. Yeah, but you were willing to go there. Is that something that you say the audience? There, in other words, you expect them 
to find you and your craft, you're not worried about the audience's reaction to that kind of a joke. My, you don't get to choose your audience, Aslan. My, you don't get to know. Okay, so who's gonna accept jokes about uh, queer community? You, you. It's not. Mm. It's not gonna happen this way. Okay. You're gonna do your jokes in front of an audience who's who comes from a, from different uh, uh, backgrounds, from different places, from different religions, from different, and they need to accept. Which they need. It's not. And now we're gonna do the jokes. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one one incident with me that I didn't censor myself, but I understood the intent of it. Mm. Let me tell you something. Yeah. So before I did my first special Shashma, I had this joke that uh, that went online, which was uh, I was doing my set and a guy from the back heckled me and I said, uh, "We saw him." I was like, well, and I wasn't talking about this. I was like, out of like nowhere, he was like, "Le entalute, why you're gay?" I was like, Tawafir Air Ammak. That's it. So what I what I did next and what was wrong, I said I, I because people laughed, I so I got carried on with the laugh. I was like, that was the wrong part. Yeah. So I was carried away. Okay. And yeah. when I saw the video and I I watched it and we watched it and I saw the comments, I was like, they're right. And eh, and I, I patronized the woman for having sex, which is very wrong from me. And that's when I took out this. And I didn't, mm. I didn't write it. Mm. But I said it, okay? And I, I addressed this in the launch show of Shashmu. I said, this happened. And I need to tell you this. I'm apologizing for the joke. It's not about being apologetic. It's about, yeah, so I did this. And this, is, this wasn't cool from my side. Mm. And let me tell you, with a joke, why it's not, it's not cool. So that sounds like when it becomes personal, yeah. it's problematic. You're almost going after... Stand-up is personal, let's face it. Stand-up is a personal art form. You, you watch us literally be vulnerable on stage in front of you, talking about our uh, stories and talking, talking about our, um, how do you say it, like problems, but they're your problems as well. That's why you relate. Because we're your mirrors at some point. So... In my new special, I talk about how I struggled and how I uh, I was frustrated and then and we see what happens from there. So at least you're gonna see both both sides of the story. حتشوف أنت كيف صار عمرك ثلاثين إذا حدا صار عمره ثلاثين أو حدا حيصير عمره ثلاثين بيشوف هذه القصة قصة الستراجلز ينشحت من شغله يخسر شغل الفاينانشال سيتويشن كل هو القصص موجودين بالسبيشل موجودين بالابكومينج سبيشل and they come from a vulnerable place and I'm super proud that they come from a vulnerable place because that's how you decide that this special مش عم بحكي بس عنا بحكي عن أي كوميديان بيكون هذا الشخص إنه oh shit this is real yeah this is reality and I enjoy that this is reality but I'm laughing at the same time so so you know how to deal with it or you or maybe I'm suggesting an idea of how to deal with it with laughter right I'd like to go into the example of Noor Hajjar yeah because I think he does exactly what you do yeah but he Masa Noor is more uh, politically opinionated he know he understands politics way more than me. Way well, more. Than I don't know if he understands, but he's he. he <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean. <laughs> no, no, I meant you're both politically astute. 
You have uh, your you just you called it social politics. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're as you're as versed, well versed on mm. the subject as Noor Hajjar. But his, you're right. His act is more political in uh, nature. Yeah. That's true. And I, I mean, I, I would assume the whole community fully agreed that this was outrageous. What happened to him mm. is in a way off limits. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. But it happened anyway. It happened in that he was, in a way, punished. Sorry. Why are we surprised? No, no. no I, sorry, I meant. The aftermath of that. Yeah. Do you think everything was handled the right way? The aftermath of after that he went out of prison? After that, people saw that there is perhaps a consequence to talking about certain oh, things. As comics? As comics. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I want to go into the strength of what you guys did. The first thing we did on stage, like, you know, we spoke about this. Yeah. The first, like, you know, okay, the first thing, the first thing. <laughs> I went on stage after what happened with Noor. I said, so, okay, so Noor can facilitate uh, situations so sorry to her. I was abroad. I was very angry with him. I was so relieved that message Instagram. لانه هلا نور من هلا ورايح كل ما بده يعمل نكته بيجي بيسالنا نحن الكوميديانز وكلنا بنتفق عليه انه كل ما يسالنا عن نكته بنجي له شو انت حمار بدك تنحبس اكيد ما بتعمل هذا النكته وبضله هيك ليبطل عنده ماتيريال ولما بطل عنده ماتيريال ببطل يشتغل بالكوميدي بروح بيشتغل توترز رحت وطلعت بحد قلت له انت اكيد مخابرات سو ايه ويك ويك ما فينا انه نخبى نخبى من ورا ورا اصبعنا I'm not, Akid, we were afraid of the consequences. Let me just we're add humans. some texture because yeah. his jokes were not, they were not offensive. No, they weren't. And actually they could be offensive and it shouldn't matter. But the truth is they were not offensive. Yeah. They went after two institutions. They didn't go after, they commented on two institutions. It, was, it the, wasn't actually commenting on the army. The army and the second one was he on. wasn't. He was talking about the government neglection of, of uh, the army. So let's say two topics. Yeah. The army and I guess you could say Islam in general, but I don't know yeah. how you would narrow it down. Which was taken way out of context. The political expression of it here. So two two issues mm. that he was going that he addressed yeah uh, i think it was months before he got in trouble for it it was something like the, six the the army joke or the the, the the army joke was more recent the religion joke five years prior five years so st- okay so awkward sorry, created a show called the Stand army Up joke was five years? no 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 sorry the the, the, the quran joke the, the religion joke was yeah, five so years, five yeah, years yeah, prior yeah yeah, yeah it, right. it was so awkward created a show called stand-up balade which featured six comedians one of them was noor hajjar every comedian has their had their own episode which was 20 minutes long noor had this joke when he was talking about uh keep his uh khalto uh, was in a funeral and she, and he, he jokes about that and then he says and then he says he's not like a DJ and, had, and he does the yeah. uh, 
he's actually protecting the sheikh. <laughs> he's actually saying he's actually with the sheikh. Bad, bad joke. So during this, when he when he dressed the, the army institution, and he wasn't actually. If you okay, the asset the army institution, he was talking about a Nukifil government. And it's clear, hello, before we were young, we were young, we were young, especially we were young. يجعلنا بيجي عندي بيجي مسألة شو هلا بتخلص جامعة وبتفوت على الجيش لتأمن حالك. This was the case يعني كان يقولنا تأمن حالك شو يعني تأمن حالك يعني أنت يجت 1500 دولار معاش أنت أنت جندي أو أنت ضابط أو whatever you get free health care you get free education لا يولدك هذا this was the army now a soldier يمكن ماكسيموم يطلع له معاش 70 دولار ما بعرف I don't know the numbers now you know خلصت الثورة ف شو اسمه بيطلع له معاش 70 دولار and he wasn't allowed definitely انه يكون هو عم بيشتغل شغل ثاني لانه هو جيشه بالنهايه هذا جيشه سو هل قالوا له اوكي ناو في قانون جديد بيقول انه انت فيك تشتغل شغل ثاني لانه احنا مش قادرين ندفع لك معاشك ونعطيك الحقوق اللي انت بتاخذها سو هذا اللي عم بيحكي عنه هو اللي عم بيحكي عنه انه عم تخيلوا انه قد ايه بشع انه الجيش كلهم توترز انه هن عم بيشتغلوا شغل دليفري مش انه مش انه الانسلت مش مثل كمان في آه شو اسمه نادين جيم طلعت قالت انا بشرفني انه بي يوصلني انه الجيش يوصلني التوترز هيك ازف وركينج ات توترز از ديليفري جاي از ان انسلت تعرف افهمه تعرف افهم بس ليتس سي يور يور جوينج ثرو ذات تو رايت يو واتشينج ا فريند جيت ان تروبل فور هارمليس هيومر ذاتس بينج بروبلي مس اندرستود مور ذان اني ثينج do you find yourself limiting let's say you you let's say you're testing your material yeah. and those two issues come up mm. are you self do you think twice before making a joke about the army again it's about the intent if i'm saying something l'intent tab'ulu ktir wadih وبعني انا ام اون ذا سايد اوف ذا ارمي مش ضروري اخذ سايدز حتى كمان بس انه let's say it's not harmful for this institution ايه ليه لا so the consequence for what happened to him doesn't it doesn't phase you وقتها بلا وقتها we were like we were worried you know okay what's going to happen next to this to the to the stand up scene right are we going to be like yeah you know while we were waiting for nur to go, to come out they went and kind of harassed the, the, they sent dawri ala awkward they see what's going to happen here Knowing, by the way, and if there's a lot of people who were who were fans of awkward, yeah. there's a lot of army, army people personnel who were fans of awkward. Um, but uh, no, they didn't like. No, had a she had jokes about it, especially hella now. And I understand it at some point. No, now people, especially Lebanese, hella, مش طايقين أي institution طالعة بلبنان مع كل يعني مش نط نحن نطرين تحت نفيل من البلد, which is the saddest part of it. And Uh, ومش طايقين انه نحن بعدنا عم نعيش على التأنين، مش طايقين نحن بعدنا عم نعيش بجفرمنت يلي هي مش عطتنا حقوقنا والدولار ب 100,000 وما عندنا شيء نسعاله وتنفل من البلد بس هيك فيكيشن جمعه ونرجع نقرد ديبرشن ما قال رب لانه نحن راجعين على لبنان which is we can all agree as a as a land and as a culture this is one of the best countries that you can ever be i'm sure there's we have three men i'm i'm i i assume that you're foreigners right that you're not from lebanon yeah uh when you can't audience man global three I was just saying welcome. Uh, so, 
مضطرين قالوا سهلا فيك سو وي كان اجري ذات انه ذير از ا توكسيك ريليشن شيب وي هاف وذ لبنان ذات وي لاف ات سو ماتش ات ذا سيم تايم وي هيت ات بيكوز اوف ذا هاو وي ليفينج اند وي دونت جيت تو دو جوكس اوت ات لا بدنا نعمل جوكس وحنتسلى نو باي جيس اي دينت اسك ات رايت يا ذا This happened a few months ago, so there's been some time. Yeah. Do you ever get worried that what happened to him could happen to you? And does that ever change the but, way? But legally, there is nothing that I'm doing wrong. Right. Okay. So your 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 stand-up material has not changed as a result of seeing, also sometimes seeing Shadden in trouble. Maybe yeah. not for the same reason. Yeah. But there are comedians that are often on the news. But isn't it ironic that we're getting arrested for jokes? It's funny on itself. Like, no, no, no. He got arrested. La alu al nikte. What? Okay. Seriously, this is. Oh, this is happening. Oh shit. Okay. So, it's a double-edged sword. Now we're gonna arrest them for jokes, but it's bad for us. So we're gonna try to do. It's not a. It's we're not changing our our material. You know, out of fear. Imkin blahzata. We have this setback. And oh shit, what's going to happen now? And then we understand. By the way, this is very uh, uh, the nature of Lebanese people. And no, oh shit, COVID. What are we going to do? Okay, we're going to go to So we understand. 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 So So we understand. So we understand. So we understand. So we understand. The same night. The same night. Oh, right, he right, finished yeah. and he went on stage. Yeah. And he did that. And he did his set. And he spoke a little bit about what happened there. Hmm. A little bit. Uh, but he, 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 he actually went on stage and he did two jokes about it. Literally, he, he went on stage and was like, Allah That was the first thing he said, and then he carried on with his business. So I, I put this kind of uh, politics, if you will. Yeah. I put this under the bigger umbrella of expression yeah. and free expression. So the last few years, that's been happening, and I think the tone is largely correct in that comedians come together, they support someone like Noor. And then he's testing material again yeah. that night and he's making people laugh. Yeah. So he's not deterred, which I think is the right signal mm. to send. But there's also something happening and Salam brought it up and I think it's okay to talk about and that there is in the background a feeling of wider cancel culture. That's not Lebanese in particular. It's almost like an online phenomenon. Mm. Do you ever find yourself in that orbit that you could be canceled one day? I don't have this fear because I know the intent of every joke. And I do, personally, I, I research a lot before I, I uh, joke about something. Like, if I have a joke about uh, the queer community, I call at least four people who are in the queer community and tell them the joke and tell them, am I saying it wrong? Am I saying, am I, am I, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about offending. Am I saying anything that might, تخفف من قيمة what you're fighting with and إذا أربعتهم بيقولوا لا it's okay I'll do it so that is in a way it's a self-imposed form of censorship it's not censorship it's uh, you're, you're researching your material in order to make it 
uh, effective for for the people that you're defending or for the people who are you are talking about. So if I talk, I'm talking about the queer community, mm. it's not my my battle because I'm not part of the queer community. But I want to say something of, uh, uh, about them, so I go and ask them. So let's use this kind of example. Yeah. There's four friends you trust, yeah. and they all say, no, that's out of, it's, it's off limits. The second question would be, why? Okay, and let's say they f- still think it's off limits, yeah. but you believe in the joke. No, you 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 wouldn't. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, guys, You know, it's not. It's not. This, no, no it's, it's about. Oh shit. Okay, so I didn't look at it in that way. Hmm. I I should look at it in the other way. So, oh, uh, I see. So you you changed the joke to fit. No, I changed my perspective on it because hmm. I, I okay first for like the first uh, intention with the first impression like you pop up a, a good joke. And then you try to understand why you came up with this joke. By joke, I mean it's an idea for a joke. It's not, uh, it's not the joke itself. So why am I talking about this? Why did this happen with me? Because I was telling you about the evolution of like between Shashmans and Ashtaf Zoom. So you can see the maturity of the dif- and the difference in between uh, material. There's uh, at least one person who's seen uh, Shashma and she's, she saw as well Ashtaf Zoom and she... She can. She sent me a very uh, emotional message. Like, uh, I don't want to cry now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, about it. So, uh, you work on it based on what you want to talk about and how you want to talk about it. When you're when you have doubts about your material and you're talking about other people or other uh, uh, battles or other, you ask like if I'm if I want to ha- if I have a, uh, if I have uh, a joke about suicide, let's say. That's what you sent Salem Zad today, right? Long ago on Facebook yeah, 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 Messenger. Yeah, yeah. If, if I have a yeah. joke about suicide, I will go, I will take the step to contact people from Embrace. And peop- and I will, uh, even people who are still discussing with me, friends who are still discussing with me their suicidal thoughts, when they had them or not. And I tell them that I'm discussing this and I, and I go on my research. I am a very... Uh, how do you say it? Like I research my jokes way before uh, addressing them on stage, and I make a meaning out of them one by one. I like that, I like that you call it research. Yeah. So that's back to the mirroring that you talked about, and that you're mirroring the audience, but you're also learning from the audience. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm speaking in their voice. Because when I want to do jokes and when I want to do bits, I don't want them to not to be related uh, related uh, to what I'm saying. Like I want to tell them, okay, so this is a conversation between both of us. Let's have. I don't want you to to come to my shows and like, yeah, let's sit and watch. Oh, Wissam, yeah, that's great. No, no, no. It's like we do this every now and then. <laughs> so and Wissam is here, so let's hear what he's gonna talk about. So I want you and I want you to when you leave my show, I want you to either agree with me or disagree with me, because that's the beauty of stand up. The, the beauty of stand-up is it's a conversation and it changes uh, throughout your path of throughout, throughout your career yeah. whatever you're thinking about you can I'm doing jo- jokes about I did uh, a whole set about death and about funerals and about stuff like that now I discuss in my new show death in a way different uh, way yeah. so um, it's it's a process and it's you age your jokes age with you and your mentality to, towards the jokes age with you. And one thing that happened with me recently, what, what I told you about uh, Abel Shway, uh, no, there was a point 
لايك مش ذس يير اللي قبله اي ستوب ستاند اب اي ستارت دوينج لايك عامل بشكل السنه اراوند 5 اور 6 شوز عم بحكي لاين ابس نو اوبن مايك نايتس نو كوميدي كلوب نايتس نو سبيشلز نوثينج بيكوز اي فيلت ذات اي دونت فيت ان اني مور اي فيلت اي هاد ماي سيلف داوت اي فيلت ذات اي ام كومبيرينج ماي سيلف وذ اور كوميكس اند اي ام سينج ذيم از جريت اند ام نوت ون اوف ذيم اند اند اي اند اي ثوت اي وازنت اي وازنت فاني اني مور I lost my audience and I thought my jokes weren't meaningful enough for me to actually test them even. So I went and I did something else and I just like, I went to the So in order, because it wasn't one of the, my passions as well. And I forgot about stand-up and what brought me in, other than that you've been all in the year, you've been stand-up, 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 all the time. It was one night of one person telling me like, where are you? Hmm. You were great there. You were great there. And I had a breakdown like the same night. And the second day, I resigned from Salih Bahmar. I did. I went back to comedy as if I am starting again from scratch. Sorry, when was this? How long ago? That I, like I went back to comedy as a bad luck in a new way, August uh, 2022. So that's really recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went, I mean, I went to it. Okay, I'm starting from scratch again. ولدرجه انه صرت عم بتعامل مع الكوميديانز اللي من بعدهم ماشيين جديد جديد كانه هن قبلي. سو اي ستارتد لايك انه اوكي انت كيف بتعمل هيك؟ كيف انت بتعمل هيك؟ ون اوف ذيم هلا فل كان جاد وكان في غير في غير ناس انه بحكي معهم بصير انا وعم بتعامل معهم مش انه انه جايز اي هاد سبيشل بيفور انه اتس نوت ذس انه فور مي ات واز ا ليرنينج اكسبيرينس ري ليرنينج اكسبيرينس انه هاو او ري انتروداكشن تو ستاند اب فور مي حتى افهم مضبوط واي ام اي دوينج ذس اند واي ذس مينز اللوت تو مي اند صرت فوق صرت ما خل ما قفيت اوبن مايك نايت صرت كل كل احد اثنين ثلاثه اربعه انا اون ستيج ام رايتنج ام تيستنج اوت ماتيريال ام ريسيرشنج اند وفت عند ثيرابيست قلت لها قلت لها لي انت هون قلت لها جاي خلص السعده الجديده ذات واز ذا فيرست ثينج اي سيد اند ون يير ليتر ديسمبر 28 ام لونشنج ماي نيو سبيشال سو سو ذس از ذا بيوتي اوف ستاند اب You know, actually, it's hard to always have a serious conversation with somebody who makes people laugh for a living. Mm. But I think because, obviously, you're you're a multifaceted person. And the more I get to know you, the more I realize that, in a way, you have the... It's not... I don't know if it's comedy in particular. I think you have the ability to observe. Mm. And your observation skills are quite high. And I've heard you talk about your observations in different ways over the years. Um Stand-up is probably the most uh, exposed version of that. Mm. And you are talented at that. I'm glad you're actually back on the scene. And it is quite nice that your second special comes out at the end of December. Mm. I'll be there. Can't wait. And you said something about intent, which resonates with me. I think you can talk about anything. Yeah. As long as the intent is accurate. Mm. And this includes subjects like what's happening in Gaza. Mm. And there are many people that didn't want to talk on the podcast. Mm. out of principle, that mm. talking about this would make it only worse. I don't know if that's true. I think you can talk about anything always. It's just, I, I, it has to land the right way. There's two things that happened about this. Uh, so three days after what happened in, in Gaza, I wrote an article on Daraj, my first, very first article. I was like, I had this idea and I wrote it. I wanted to talk about it in a serious mat- uh, matter, which was... Are we allowed to joke now? It's not about are we... Do, like, you know Bo Burnham? 
No. So Bo Burnham is an is an outstanding artist. You should please check him out. He's one of my greatest inspirations. So he has a whole bit in his special. Uh, it's called Inside. He has uh, he he talks about comedy, and he's like, uh, can I can I joke about this right now? Can I talk about this right now? And I had the same question, especially when in, because I'm living in this region, yeah. in this country that's always uh, under threat and it's always under under problems. So I wrote a whole article about it and I shared it. And there's a, another uh, person who tackled this, which was recently uh, Mario Mbarak. He's a comedian mm-hmm. who, who, who went on stage and he, he uploaded a reel about it, who, who spoke about like, this is our job. Yeah. So we joke about well, we we joke because it's our job, and also I'm gonna add to it. We use this platform in order to say stuff that should be said. نحنا عملنا حالنا فيه يعني نحنا منقولون بالنكت نحنا منقولون حتى لو حتى مطارح معين مش مش مستنزلين نكت يعني من ضحك سوري من شيء نحنا منقوله نحنا منقوله على ستيج لأنه نحنا عم تخزق من جوا لنقوله. Yeah, we we have this urge to say this, and yeah, we have to, this urge to talk about this, especially here now with what's happening with uh, with Gaza. Yeah, and we what what It was the hardest two months for us, or at least I'm gonna talk about myself. So it was a okay, Beirut, I'm gonna go on stage and carry on with my life. And then with time, you understand, no, I'm not an essential worker, but I'm an essential need at some point. People want to go to, to comedy shows and to have drinks. It's coming, it's a social, uh, it's a social event. Comedy is there for human connection. Especially now, it serves an essential function. That's true. And I'm glad that you're doing it despite your own personal setbacks. Maybe that made you think it wasn't for you. You came back fairly quickly. And uh, I know how much time and effort it takes to put a special together. Mm. So the fact that this is your second special in 10 years also says quite a bit of work that's been happening. So I'll say one more thing. Yeah. Uh, artists define tragedy. When you look back, you'll remember art form mm. in this country's very rugged history. Uh, so they will remember people like Salem Zatari. They will remember comedians that went to got summoned and left as well. They remember all types of people that express themselves mm. in the most vulnerable ways. So I'm glad you're still doing that. We'll take a small break. I'll restore my voice with some tea. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and we'll leave it to the audience in 10 minutes for a Q&A. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so Sam. Thank you so much. For Thank you, us. sir. Thank you.
to mention something about uh, Wissam. I know this without you knowing. I actually, I think Naila Al-Hiris, who sat here last week. Yeah, Habibti. I think she told me, I don't think it was you, that you're gifted in different languages that you could do your act in sign language. I, I, yeah, so, okay, let me tell you quickly the story. Because I saw the episode and I remember you, you talking about this. So, uh, 2010, I was doing my first special. It was humor therapy, heck is my uh, and I was doing the performing the special, and I was looking at the audience, and I saw uh, Sabiye that I know. Her name was uh, Aline, and uh, she's deaf. She's she, um, she has hearing impairment. She's hearing impaired. For the you know the, the Carlin, uh, George Carlin bit, so, the soft uh, softening up the language. You know it. The fuck. Uh, she's deaf. She she can't hear. Not. Okay, <laughs> uh, so so I was like I was shocked that she she was she like she's laughing. So I went to her and I was like, "How was the show? The show?" She was like, "It was good." So I asked her friends like, "How how did this happen?" They were like, "So when you were facing her, she tried to read your lips. Yeah. And when you're facing the other way, we translated in sign language." And I was 18 years old and I had this existential crisis. Like, I'm doing comedy, but not for everybody. What the fuck is happening? And I took a decision. Like, one day I'm going to go and learn sign language and I'm going to do a show in sign language exclusively for the, uh, for, for the deaf community. And in 2017, when I got to <laughs> raise the funds for it, uh, I went and I, for like a year, I studied sign language. And uh, I speak sign language now, Lebanese sign language, not, not everything. Uh, uh, and I started preparing for, and I wrote the show along the way. And what I discovered, and based on what Naila said, by the way, uh, the problem is not about the language. It's not with the language. The problem is with the culture. So we say stuff as a hearing people that they don't say because it's they don't say it because they use sign language. Um, it's very uh, it's very pragmatic. Like I'm gonna say, uh, let's say I know an hada no who is tawil. How do you say like, What do you understand? Sign that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think you can do that. No, no, no. But if I say someone is tall, it means bad example. That's yeah. not true. But I don't understand. Okay. So they, they, they think they think of it as it is. They don't have the slang at some point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I threw out the whole show and I started rewriting the show. And then the funniest thing happened. COVID. <laughs> so uh, I stopped working on it for because I didn't know when we will get maybe be out. And I've, I, for, I forgot. About, I tattooed it on my, on my arm to remember it. And no one day you're going to do this. So uh, you tattooed a sign language. Yeah, so this is the the the, the sign language, like the, the "I love you" with the with the microphone. Oh wow! So that's for me. That represents the hour of uh, in sign language. So hopefully, what I want to do, I want. I'm not making a big announcement because I used to do that. So <laughs> and I'm not carry away with it. So hopefully, what I want to do now, after launching the new special after Ashtaf Zoom. Is to go back at this, to this project and to relearn sign language as a pratik and to rewrite the whole show in order to make it hopefully hopefully I want to you know inshallah that I'm this year. Then special 
Now I want to do something else. I need to. I'll tell you from my experience, that never happened. I've never even imagined doing this. She sat here, Naila mm. al She was interpreting what I was saying. Mm. She was also speaking to the audience and sign language. Yes. Because half the audience was deaf. Yeah. It was more or less a full house. Something like maybe 20 deaf people or mm. maybe more. I don't remember the exact number, but. And they were so into the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. And they were laughing, or they were interacting. I heard like in the Yeah, but I think it's because she was translating yeah. what I was saying and what she was saying. And she mentioned this. Yeah. There's a certain way you have to you have to translate to sign language. Mm. It's not literally word for word. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's a there's another uh it's a beautiful language and it's a very we're very uh we're doing it but yeah. So She did like she did a representation that they could have been a little bit close your eyes and yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah. So, right. yeah, yeah, so yeah, when she when she told you about uh, Lebanon, so right, yeah, so it's the cedar, yeah, it's known. So, uh, I can give you more like cities if I do this. This is a city in Lebanon, Baalbek, exactly. There you go. If I do this, this is Zahle. Because of the mm. uh, like uh, pounding the meat, uh, the kibbe. Uh, if I do, now if, we know why his act doesn't work. That's all he does on stage. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, <laughs> nobody's laughing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, no, you're gonna get cancelled. Yeah. And you're not gonna <laughs> I say hearing impaired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said hearing impaired, but no, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a developing enjoy country. The other no, it's a developing country, according to you. Poor. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do this, masalan, this is troublous because of the sabun, ah, and so on and so yeah. on. So it's very. You, we always do this without. Like, we always speak in sign language without us like knowing it. But uh, you have to do more with sign language. So if I'm doing uh, in my new show in sign language, you won't see me like doing. Hi, my name is Wissam, and I'm gonna do speak in this way. You will see me doing this, and you and, and I have my hands, and I have my facial expressions, and my body because. That's how I'm talking. Yeah, it's not. I there's no. Uh, how do you say it? There's no uh, ways for me to put on uh, a bass voice or anything. Yeah. يعني. ما فيني أتحكم كتير بصوتي لأنه ما في صوت أصلاً. Yeah. بس فيني أتحكم ب بشو عم بقول وشو عم كيف عم بحاول أوصلهم إياها. حتى مثلاً إذا بدي أسأل سؤال إذا if I want to ask a question I can ask the question I can now as a speaking as a hearing person I can ask the question this way. Uh, what's your name? But as a as a as a person who's speaking sign language, I have to ask. I have to do this, so in order for them to understand that this is a question now. So there's a whole other spectrum yeah. about like there's it's a, it's a cha- it's challenging, but it's beautiful, and I I love it because of its challenge, and I love it because they need to be included in our community, and the best thing to do in a community is laughing. Well, judging that you wanted to do this five years ago, pre-COVID, yeah, I'll take you to a tattoo removal artist here that you can. If it's not going to happen, you have to. No, no, I'm going to keep it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to do it. To ha- anyway. Good. No, I, 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 would lo- I would love to see that happen. I would love okay. to see it happen. Okay. Uh, let's have questions for Wissam since we're so a small look. audience, and I think some of us know him. Yes. Yes. Lahza. اسمك وبايا صف شو؟ ديما 
في واحد يكون عنده ستيج فير ويكون جود كوميديان؟ يس صارت معك او او ما بعرف هاف يو ايفر بين ات بوينت وحسيت هيدا الشيء ليك خبري خبري اول شيء ثانك يو سو ماتش فور يور كوشن هافينج فير بيفور شو از كونستنت كل الوقت حيصير وانا في ايام بعتل هم اذا منه موجود قبل الشو بحس حالي حخريها يعني عرفت كيف؟ فاذا ما هو موجود بقول لا وات ذا فك واتس هابننج اند ون اوف ذا جريت اكزامبلز اوف سم ون هو هاز ستيج فرايت اند دوينج اند بينج ستيج ا جريت كوميك از سم ون هوز هوز نيمد ميتش هادبرغ ميتش هادبرغ اي دونت نو اف يو نو هيم ميتش هادبرغ هاد سوتش ستيج فرايت كان هي هاد لونج هير اند هي يوز تو وير سان جلاسز اند هي يوز تو لوك ات ذا مايك هي دونت لوك ات ذا اودينس اند هيز ون اوف ذا بيست كوميديانز يلي قطعوا على هذا البلانت Like he has one of the greatest jokes ever that I, I, I like a guy came to me and said, hey, this is a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture is of you when you were younger. That's a great line. That's an outstanding line. And this guy like passed away very young. But he, he died of fun. a heroin overdose. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know, I like that you know this guy. I used to watch him on TV. I love him. I, I love him. Hedberg. He's the kind of person I was drawn to. In terms of comedy, because that, that was somebody you could tell who was afraid to be on stage, yeah. yet he was still there. Exactly. So the question is actually appropriate. Yeah. H- how do you overcome stage fright? The uh, need. There's a, there's a need bigger than your fear. I want to be on this stage. I want to, to do these jokes. I want to speak with this audience. So I'm going to let some fear not keep me away from doing this. This is fucked up. You don't have a routine. It's not like something that... No, I don't like... Uh, I know before like a yeah. ritual or something like that. No, I don't know. Like I... Uh, actually, oh, hey, yeah. I say something... Okay, I'm going to be very dramatic with it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Whatever. Vulnerability. Um, I say to myself, if... I know, I'm not that of a believer. Like I'm, I don't... I, I don't follow a religion. But I always say... Uh, if there's a God or something... Um, you just all that disclaimer in case there's a cut. In the case, that, like, <laughs> no, because no, mafia nechot to Greece captive cancel culture. I don't think he can cancel you, but bala he can't grow. Talla al maabir. No, no. Ya, bool hek bool ma nafsi. No, ya Rabb, khalli hada show koon ahla show amlo bhayat ala halla. And ya Rabb, khalli kulla hadol showat la ata'u koon alamuni kif amul hada show. No. That's the only the only thing I said. And I'm doing this, and I'm saying this to myself. It's, I'm mainly I'm I'm talking to myself. I'm saying, no, uh, no, Allah, she was no. That's the thing. Yeah. I think it's the right attitude to have. Yeah. Other questions, the yes, gentleman from from Canada. He looks like someone, but I'm, I'm trying to remember whom. Okay, come. It's Haley Joel Osment, the yeah. kid who sees dead people. So, so people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, th- I thought for a second you were speaking Quebecois. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> <fucked>. <laughs> uh, so Hassan Minaj had a, some issues recently where people are like, "Oh, you're not telling the t- whole truth in your jokes." Yeah. And I have never thought that comedians were telling the truth when they were telling their history and their stories and stuff. What do you think is the importance of like honesty in your storytelling? Or yeah, where? How much of you do you put into your stories that are in your stand-up? Let me uh, assure you, in my stand-up, every bit comes from a real place, from something real that happened at some point. But 
as a comic, I work it around and I try to rewrite it and try to find the right things to to joke about. And let's say, uh, I have in Shashma in my last special uh, a whole bit about how I am, uh, as a Muslim, I went to my first funeral, which was my grandfather, and somebody stole the, sh- the shoes of my cousin. And there was one uncle who was like, who, who's very like cocky and very Beiruti style. And he, he just said that the sheikh stole it. I turned this whole bit into a fight between the guy, the uncle and the sheikh, and they, they threw punches at each, each other, and it was a massive thing. So there's some truth of it, but it's not all true. And with what happened with Hassan, uh, I can call him Hassan, <laughs> I know, I would keep Hassan Minaj. Uh, um, I didn't understand why people were frustrated because he's not saying the truth in his jokes. These are jokes. So why would you give a fuck? If, please, we, I need you to be authentic. I need you to be 100% uh, truthful when you're talking about jokes. These are jokes. Come enjoy them. Think about them or not. Like there's there's no... the you know, There's comedians that they overthink their jokes in order for them to re- send out a message. It's just a joke. It's just a good joke and they said it. Then, that's, I'll, I'll add to that. That's less comedy. It was more social commentary. Is mm. that where you can get in trouble? That he he, was, he, no, no people were, were attacking him because in his special... He wasn't that truthful. One, how do you know? <laughs> so, the, secondly, um, like, why why does he need to be truthful? Was it yeah? the jokes that got him in trouble, or was it the the commentary that got of the statements? Right. Like, like he would tell a story about like his ex girlfriend and meeting his ex girlfriend. Sorry. Uh, it, it, he was like meeting his ex girlfriend's parents, and they were being racist towards him, which right. wasn't actually like they interviewed somebody interviewed his. Ex-girlfriend. Did he name the yeah. ex-girlfriend? No. There you exactly. Go. <laughs> Legally, he's not bound to say the truth. <laughs> like he, he can do whatever the fuck he no, wants. But I was wondering why he got in trouble as opposed to other people who make things up all the time. Is it but, that he's trying to use comedy to deliver commentary? Yeah, he can use he can say whatever the fuck he wants in order to send out a, a decent mm. message, which is which was about racism. If it didn't happen actually, okay, who gives a fuck? Mm. Like they went all the way and they interviewed the ex-girlfriend about like, why? Why? Were, I have a lot of material that I was, okay, I'm going to ruin this. But I, I have a bit in my new, in my new special that I talk about uh, that I, ha- I do role play with my wife and her mom got in the way. This never happened. <laughs> this I'm sure this never happened <laughs> because I'm sure. Uh, but it, it was only if, what if, because in the, the, the bit is about Every time my wife changes her profile picture on WhatsApp, her mom puts the same profile picture, and I was like, "What if I sent her something sexual?" Mm-hmm. I was it was what what which was meant to my wife. And if she replies, and and if she replies, so there's a whole bit about it that it actually happened, which it didn't actually happen. It was just a question in my mind, like, "What if I sent I did I did this?" And there you go. So yeah. It's good to have truth in your jokes, which is great. That's how people relate. But it's it's not a, a, a like people if they're taking it to the far to to reach out to the ex girlfriend to 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 actually research every joke. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, on... Hi, Bissam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. What do you do when when you feel like you want to write something, mm. but 
and you have the idea in your mind, but you just can't. And how do you overcome this feeling? And especially when you start saying to yourself, like, no, it's not going to be nice. It's going to be, okay. so on. Um, if you're in a toxic relationship with a guy or a girl, I don't know your orientation, but I know. Uh, would you stay with them to fix them or would you move away? <laughs> you move away. <laughs> the, the, real, the, the right thing to do is to, uh, to, to leave it. Enough of you. Okay, let's, let's, I'm going to say the, the, the wrong example. Okay. But um, if I want to write something, the only person that I'm deadline on is myself. There's no deadline. This is a writing process. It's a discipline that you create along the way. So you, I don't decide to write personally. I don't, okay, today I'm going to write comedy. No, it, it's never happened. It actually started with, it, with an idea and I start developing it in my mind. And what I do usually, if you want to do the same, is uh, I, when I'm with friends, and I want to talk about, let's say, the topic is Christmas. So I want to talk about uh, uh, Christmas, something happened at Christmas. I divert the conversation into Christmas, and I wait for them to, to shut up. And when they're, they're silent, I, was, I, I say the bit as if I'm telling them a story. And if it works on them, I start developing it for the audience. So uh, if the joke is not working now, leave it alone go do something else. If you go back, back at it and you st it still doesn't work, chuck it. But keep it. Keep the joke somewhere. You, uh, 10 years, you'll find out. And now it makes sense to you. Now it makes clear sense to you. And, and now it works for your maturity and your time life. And now you have the idea for it. You're gonna, the process of stand-up is always getting ideas for jokes. It's not getting married to one bit. That's how the evolution of, of comedians happens. That's why you see, for example, Kaza comedians and on Kaza special. Yeah, let's take the the the, the, uh, the example of Shakir Abdullah. Shakir Abdullah is one of my my very good friends. He's like my brother, and uh, and he's an inspiration. the guy started when he was 46 years old. He started special at 46 years old, and he's now doing his second special. At 51, and he just finished his European tour. So the guy is amazing. And he doesn't take stand-up for granted. He, what he does, he writes a joke. He does something else. He writes a joke. He does something else. Oh, I have like five minutes. Let me test them. And he tests them. And go. And that's he's in the circle without like the stress of it. So he has a second special. And now he has special. So that's the beauty of Shaker, Yan. I want to ask one very detailed question. Yeah. You, you, you test the material mm. to hone it mm. into a solid one hour. Mm. And then when it's ready, mm. you actually do it on mm. the 28th. Do you, how do you, how do you edit? Is it that this, the audience is not laughing at the moment you want them to, and then you have to what write that section down and then, rewrite it are you just remembering in your mind that didn't land right so or are you are you sometimes recording 
You're so always, uh, we're always recording. We're so always record, recording. You're recording the testing. It's the hardest part of stand up watching yourself doing stand up. <laughs> ah, so But you're recording the audience too and their laughter. No, 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 no. You're just recording yourself. So, yeah, so but there's, can... a, there's a camera at the back of the room hmm. recording your whole set on a white shot. Hmm. And I sit there after FD show and I, I watch it. I was like, I should have done this better. I should have, oh, I raised my hand this way. And I, And I edit. Ah, you're watching and yourself perform. Yeah, and oh, that's, that's very cool. hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's very hard, but I have to. Because that's how you study. It's like like basketball players or football players who watch the, uh, their game or other people's games to learn uh, how to for them to become better. Even if they're training every day, even they're, if they're winning championships, they have to go into this process. And I... As an ath- uh, athlete, <laughs> I have to go as to the, hey, yeah, and myself yeah. as an athlete. Yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing common between me and my wife is we both have boobs. So, um, thank you for the Canadian love. Yeah. <laughs> no one disagrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm so close to the visa. You can't. Tell. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we we write them and we rewrite them and we watch the the, the footage and and you start cursing at yourself like. طب انت حمار ما كيف قلتها هيك هي هيك انا بصير هيك مع حالي هيك انه اه انت انت غبي اوكي كثير and i write it so you know where the sections are that you have to fix yeah and then you and then you you're watching and you say oh shit فيني اقول هالشي هون اوكي that's why i tested the new special four times before i did it yeah كيف and now oh by the way مثلا i tested the first wednesday of november all the wednesdays of november And I stopped, I did the last uh, test 29 November hmm. and I'm launching in 28 December. So in the meantime, I'm doing something called a bit. So I'm working on the special bit by bit in order to, to make sure that I cut out all the fat and I have a good structure. And the best thing that, yeah, I'll take an example. I have one bit I talk about that I called uh, a sheikh at 4 a.m. by mistake. Fine. And it ends on a good punchline. For me, it wasn't enough. It wasn't... I, I, people enjoyed it. They were laughing. I'm not saying something with it. I, I, it's, it's obvious what I'm trying to say, but it's not that obvious. So now, it's way different. Now the ending is, 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 a, is a better punchline. You've seen the, the, the bit of Sheikh. I'm going to tell you about this. I don't want to So now it's, it has longer, a longer punchline which is actually saying something, it's amplifying what I'm trying to say. So those four times you were able to yeah, fix to shift. It. And after that, I'm, I'm working on the yeah. bit by bit. Okay. Like it's the, the new hour, the new uh, special, it's called Ashtov Zoom. Uh, it has 47 bits. So an hour and five minutes of 47 minutes. I'm working on 47 bits one by one in order to see the just out of curiosity is the paragliding joke in the in no it's not <laughs> so can, can you share that with the audience because okay so what i what i said on stage because it happened um what did i say it was something that it was topical because so i i said uh, uh, please you know tahayya la alam like yeah okay because we were all frustrated with it no and i'm gonna say it. i'm gonna try to say it in english as well so Uh, they were heroes, no? They 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 attacked them with uh, on uh, you know paragliding. They went on them like they they flew to their lands and they were like da, da, da. and at the same time, in their neighboring country, Ali is holding Sarah on Harissa. <laughs> and they were like, 
يلا سا... اوكي علي ايش رايك؟ اوكي ليك حريصه سو سو ايم جاست كومبيرنج لايك لايك انه وات ايم ترينج تو سي وذ ذا جوك لايك ذير از ستراجل هابننج اند ذا سيم تايم لايك وير اوكي وير ليفينج اور لايف فاين هير سو يو نو وات اي لايك اباوت ذات وين يو يو كايند اوف ويسبرد ات تو مي There was few. It was during Salam Zatari's episode. Yeah, you were saying, you know, is this? You weren't. You weren't uncertain. It was more like this is the stuff I'm testing. Yeah, I like that you can think about that literally days after. Yeah, but you found a way to it. It lands just right. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of material I enjoy too. It's it's on the edge, mm. but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't offend. Yeah, but that's but before I did that, I went to to friends. who are actually Palestinians and who are uh, covering the news uh, religiously and they're hurt because of it. And I told them, like, I have this joke. What do you yeah. think about this? And because they're friends, they responded uh, with honesty. And that's how I did it. Right. It's not, it's not always I'm going, like, like you have a research no, okay, team. <laughs> I have this bit. Okay, Roni, it's not always the same, but if it's not personal, Yeah. If I'm talking about uh, a cause or uh, or someone else, I have to research it properly. Yeah. I have to uh, to ask the right questions. Yeah. Not because I don't want to offend anybody, just because I want to give it to, for it to be very effective and uh, and pleasing at the same time. Cyber. All right. So, <clears throat> following up on what you just said, yeah. um, and considering that at the very beginning you were, you said something to the effect that this is a scene that is very male dominated. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, and the, that little part you talked about intent of the joke. Yeah. Right. So we have a lot of toxic males in this environment mm. who are very sexist or mm. sometimes very racist. Um, what is it, or how how do you feel is the best way to tackle this issue here in Lebanon? To talk about toxicity in as as, uh, to, as a to male? deal with these toxic males who think they're comedians but are pretty much assholes. Simple with jokes. Like when I when I go on stage and I find I share with you the same view about what you're talking about, and this hurts me because I see that uh, there's a other people are hurt because of it, and it, this means something to me. I, I'm gonna write a joke about it, and I'm not gonna give a fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna say like there's a bit in my new special as well when I talk about uh, a wedding kabit al bouquet and and it's very feminine, but it's mashad min 300. So I I talk about this, so, and then I say, but we have the testosterone, so we need to. So I mock men about about how stupid testosterone as a, as a hormone. It's the stupidest hormone in, in the body. So I, I I talk about it at the same time. So we tackled it either by a whole bit or by tags or by small punchlines or something like that. So I've solved it. I don't solve it. I'm not, I'm not here to solve it as a, as a person, but I'm here to talk about it and to sakhfa uh, as a comedian with jokes. All right. So maybe a follow-up to that question is yeah. how would you make it more inclusive of, uh, inclusive of females? Stand-up is not restricting females to come. But the problem is that there's a not, not a lot of females that, that uh, are trying to come to, uh, to, comedy, to comedy, which I understand them because there's this mentality, the toxic الذكوريه يلي هي انه النسوان ما بيضحكوا والنسوان بس حيحكوا عن دير بيريد وعن دير كله خرا بتخيل انه 
they they are allowed to talk about whatever the fuck they want. They're very funny. Uh, I'm not talking about a group. They're humans at the end of the day. So maybe women are not uh, they're a bit afraid of to, to come try out material for them not to be perceived as this. They this is as uh, a a message for female comics if they want to try out material and they want to become stand-up comedians, please come because we need you. Please, uh, please uh, come share your talent. Come share your thoughts with us because uh, we need female comics. يعني أنا هلا فينا عدلك Stephanie Galbuni, Utera Irani. Look, I'm 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 فكر. We had we had a great a great comic who came in وقفت بعد فترة اسمه نور نور رفاعي. وش خسارة وشادن قلتها بالأول. مين بعد فيه؟ ذكرني. لا عم حاول عم. مين؟ لين لين عبد الله مدلل لين مدلل هلا ريسنتلي بلشت تخيل ليك في خمسه وعم بعيني لحتى اتذكر ناس في يد ديزير لا تياد ديزير هلا عم نحكي قديما هذا ايه عرفت تخيل مثلا اوكي تياد ديزير في خمسه رجال ومره ذيرز ذيرز نوت ميد دومينيتد اتس ليترلي ستاتستكس ون فيميل على خمسه رجال هذه انا سوري سو برايك مش لانه هن انه مفكرين حالهم رح يكونوا بايخين اكثر ما انه ما قادرين يكونوا هالقد ترانسبيرنت وحقيقيه قد رجال على الستيج لا لانه الكونتنت ما هي عم بقوله كلنا بنفكر انه نحن بايخين دائما نو اي مين اي مين الاودينس بتفكر آه برايك المره خايفه انه توقف على هيدي الستيج وتفضي كل شيء <تصفيق> بطريقه كثير حساسه وكثير شفافه مثل ما انتم بتعملوا وبالتالي ما تاخذ بالتالي تكون عم تعارض حالها لشيء الرجال عاده ما بيتعرض له بمجتمعنا ما ذاتس ذا بروبلم ما هذه هي اللي عم بقول عليها انه ذاتس ذا بروبلم يلي هو انا اي اندرستاند ذا فير اي اندرستاند ليه موست فيميلز مايت ريتراكت فروم دوينج كوميدي من ورا هدول القصص هدول بس ما كمان بنجي نحكي عن شادن از از ان اكزامبل شادن واز ا بايونير از ستاند اب كوميديان لانه هي كانت من اول الناس الفيميل كوميكس اللي طلعت قال قالت انه ام فيميل كوميك ام جاي اي ام اوت سبوكن فك يو اول اند ذات شادن عرفت كيف؟ اند اي تيك هير از ان انسبيريشن بهذا الشيء وكمان اي ثينك اذر فيميلز شود شود مش بس هي شود شيك شود تيك هير اند ستيفاني اند تيرا وي هاف تو جو اون ستيج اند وي هاف تو تيست اوت ماتيريال اند وي هاف تو تشينج ذا نورمز اند كوميدي هيلبس الوت بيكوز نو كوميدي از ذا فاستست واي تو تشينج برسبكتيفز عرفت كيف؟ ف وي نيد يو انا ما بعرف ليه هلا هذا الشيء صار انت هلا صارت ماي كوز فور ذيس يير بس عن جد لانه اي اي بنقهر لما انا اشوف انه انه في تسع مثلا بكوميدي كلوب نايت في ثمان سبع كوميديانز وبنت بتعرفي واتس باد اباوت وات يو قصه مثلا قلتي لي انه كانوا يعملوا مسرحيات ويكون في مره كانت شي اي اي ام توكينج تو يو بيكوز يو اسك كويشن سو This woman, which I'm, I hate myself for uh, not remembering the name. And uh, you can't talk about Pierre Chamassian, Andre Jada. Yes. So, but after that, they comedy club nights, uh, comedy nights. They women, unfortunately, because you know, it's sexy. They have to the audience. 
سوري بهالشغله بس كسخت هالشغله لازم للاخر يعني انه وير برينجينج اون بس ذا فيميلز ان اوردر بس تو هيك تو سبايس اب ذا نايت ذس از فاكت اب بيكوز وير نوت توكينج وير نوت ديسكاسينج ذا تالنت اول شيء انه تعي قولي نكت بس انه انت لانه ذاتس نوت ذا كيس ناو ذاتس نوت ذا كيس ناو ويتش از جريت ذس ان ستاند اب كوميدي ناو وي هاف ذا بلاتفورم اند وي هاف ذا اكسبتنس اند وي هاف كيف بدي اقولها We we have the the وجود والتغيير اللي صار in order to introduce all comics from all gender and from all orientations and from all uh, uh, pronouns or what should we call it? Okay, and they're talking about things that matter to them, to them with everybody uh, knowing that there's consequences. Be be also some ayanin, yeah. Do you still have a seat for December twenty eighth? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, we, we just, I just, uh, yeah, I announced the show. So I don't know. I can't wait for you to come and with, uh, with Roni. Thank you. So we, since we're a bit over time, I want to say just, yeah. I'll wrap it up by emphasizing it's Ashtaf Zoom. Yes, Ashtaf Zoom. Ashtaf Zoom at KED. At KED at Awkward. At Awkward, December 28th. December 28th. Uh, the early show, 6.30. The early show. Ah, okay. We'll finish and we'll have a guest to celebrate, which is good. Okay, so 6.30. That's uh, no, 7, but last stage. I'm afraid. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I... Count me in. Please. If there's still seats available. There's still seats available. We just announced the show, so <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'll finish the show until I'm sold out. That would be great. You'll squeeze in two more. <laughs> no. Don't worry. I think the art form, humor, mm. it heals wounds. Akid. Mm. Yeah, and I think it does that so well here. Mm. And that's why I think this kind of art form mm. flourishes in times of pain. Yep. People need it. Mm. And you're right, you are a necessity. It's almost like you're not an essential worker, yeah. but you're in need. You, th- these are your words. Yes. So it's a utility people turn to. Mm. I've healed my own wounds through comedy. I turn to comedy for my own reasons. And uh, I continue to turn to the art form in many different ways, including going to KED regularly, to mm-hmm. Awkward. So I'll be there on the 28th. Can't wait for you to come. Don't take another year off from this kind of work. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> no, no, now I'm in, I'm in a good place. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> next act, we'll see you doing it in sign language. Can't fucking wait. That would be incredible. Yeah, can't fucking wait, Sarah. How? I hope this happened this year. You said you have no limits. Your, no limits in your act. Yeah. You're willing to go everywhere. It's clear you've tattooed a certain art form that's not even explored. Comedy for a deaf audience. Exactly. So that's the kind of pursuit I think that's needed. And I can't art. wait for it to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you, Wissam. Thanks thank to everyone so that joined. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate thank it. Bye. So Wissam Kamal Albi on Instagram? Yeah, so it's Wissam Kamal everywhere but on Instagram because ironically there's another person called Wissam Kamal he had the username and he's a doctor. So I don't He's the doctor. Yeah. You're not, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's so, the doctor and he has my username. And he has your username. So I, it's Wissam Kamal Albi. <laughs> so I have to do it. It's the Beirut Banyan on Instagram. The schedule is up there. Thank you, Wissam. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and watching, and a friendly reminder to support this podcast by contributing through Patreon or PayPal. All links are in the details box. Until next time, I'm Rani Shatah, and this is the Beirut Banyan.